You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Focus on the Liturgy, a program of Catholic Chicago. I am Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship with the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I am Danielle Noe from Liturgy Training Publications, also with the Archdiocese. And Timothy Johnston is on a break today, but he will all be joining us next month. Timothy, Timothy um, we... made a great move um, for our listeners. He was, you, you may know, he was here in Chicago. Then he took a job with the Office of Worship in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., and he is coming back to Chicago, even as we speak. He yes, he took a new job as pastoral associate at St. Thomas the Apostle, which I believe is in Hyde Park. Is, is that correct? It is. So we far. welcome him back to the city. I'm, cl- I'm very excited to have him back. I am too, and he'll be back with us uh, hopefully in studio next month. We here, We are here every fourth Wednesday of the month, on WNDZ, and we do exactly what the title of our program says we do. We break open all the various aspects of the church's liturgy. Yes, of course, the liturgy is the source and summit of the Christian faith. Um, So it's the most important thing that we do each week. It's what forms us and molds us and transforms us to live a life of service. So we talk about everything from the mass to the liturgy, the hours, blessings, um, to the life of the sacraments. And today's topic is no different. That's right. (laughs) It's rooted in Pope Francis's newest apostolic letter, um, which we, our listeners probably remember. We talked about it last month as well, but this is such a rich document. Um, It is directed to all of the bishops, priests, deacons, men and women, and lay faithful. So the entire church on the liturgical formation of the people of God. Um, So we'll be talking about this in several more shows. Yeah, as Danielle Um, noted, we began the conversation last month. It was only a couple of weeks after Pope Francis issued Desiderio Desideravi, which is the Latin title. We'll we'll touch just on that briefly. But at that time, Danielle, uh, you, Timothy, and I, we said that, uh, decided that we were going to dedicate the next number of months to breaking Mm -hmm. open this apostolic letter. There's so much here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes, it it is. It's a significant uh, document. As Danielle noted, the subtitle is On the Formation, Liturgical Formation of the People of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, This call that Pope Francis has given the world, the bishops of the world, that 
um, we are we are in in need of a serious and dynamic. That's the term mm-hmm. that Pope Francis used: a serious and dynamic liturgical formation. Really, what it, it's a call to do what our show has been doing ever since it's been on the air, Danielle. It, 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 it's calling the people of God to a deeper understanding, a deeper appreciation, a deeper experience, uh, a deeper realization of what exactly it is that happens every time we enter into mm-hmm. the, the church's liturgy. Uh, you, you noted the, 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 the great line that it's the source and the summit that comes from the Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy. Uh, Pope Francis adds a, another way to describe that in Desiderio. He says that it is the foundation of communion. Mm-hmm. The liturgy, mm-hmm. the liturgy is the foundation of communion. Uh, and, and, and we haven't had uh, a call to focus on the liturgy, if you will, um, for the entire church in quite some time. Yeah, it has been quite some time. And I think, you know, he, he, he includes various topics. So as you're following through the document, you know, he does jump from one topic to another. Which and then back again. Really re- <laughs> right, exactly. But I think that, you know, really reflects the profundity of the liturgy of, of you know, it's an encounter with the mystery of God, right? So it, in, in a sense, the liturgy itself is an inexhaustible mystery. Right. Oh my gosh, right? yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, the, you know, we uh, Pope John Paul II in the late 90s, he wrote uh, Deus Domini uh, on the the importance of Sunday. And so there, yes, he addressed, Mm -hmm. he addressed the liturgy and, and various popes have addressed the liturgy in different ways, but not in this call Mm -hmm. to, 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 to come to a deeper understanding, not this call for a serious and a dynamic formation on the liturgy itself it's is if it's the heart and the soul of who we are if it identifies us as catholics if Mm -hmm. if it's what if it is if it is our very identity then um then then of course we can never uh go deep enough into it we can never know enough we can never understand it enough well, one of the subtitles and and or subject um, titles in the document is the liturgy an antidote for the poison of spiritual worldliness. You know, one of Pope Francis, well, many of Pope Francis's concerns in this document are, you know, th- that the call to full conscious and active participation really is what changes the world. He is concerned about that the faithful really don't have an understanding of of signs and symbols, the language of signs and symbols anymore, yeah. and of course the liturgy. Is, is a narrative. It's a metaphorical narrative about God. And without that understanding of how signs and symbols work, how can we really understand what the liturgy is trying to convey? You know, he's very concerned about the beauty of the liturgy that he we need that to develop that uh, very much. Um, you know, have a sense of the the wonder and awe he talks that the about liturgy creates in us. The beauty and um, truth, he says a number of mm-hmm. times, beauty and truth of the liturgy. And also that, you know, and this has been, I've said this before, has been a, kind of a defining characteristic of his pontificate and his teaching is about encounter, um, that the liturgy truly is an encounter with God himself, with the triune God, that we encounter Christ through the liturgy. And if we truly allow ourselves to encounter Christ, how can we not be changed? If those uh, listeners were part of last month's show, you remember that uh, we did touch on the idea of the title, right? Desiderio Desideravi. Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what does it mean, Danielle? You were the one last month who noted that every uh, formal document of the church is named after the first two words mm-hmm. in the document. They 
they're always promulgated in Latin and then translated into the vernacular languages. And so the, 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 those two words come from Luke's gospel where mm-hmm. at the Last Supper where Jesus says to the disciples, I have, I have eagerly desired or I have, I, have, I, have, I have desired with the deepest desire is the, mm-hmm. the, the English translation. I have, I have desired with the deepest desire to eat this meal with you. That's mm-hmm. that's the Pope's starting point right there. Uh, Jesus's deepest desire to be with us, to encounter us. And as you just said, Danielle, Pope Francis notes that uh, that's that's the starting point. It's always God's initiative, right? Yeah, it's always right. God's initiative. Well, Christ, of course, is the new covenant and that that desire to be in relationship is throughout the scriptures from the very beginning, right? It's, it's that's Genesis. It's, that's exactly. We're created to be in communion with one another, to be in relationship with the entire created world, and 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 sin, through obviously. that, and through that, in in relationship with God through Christ in the Holy Spirit. Right. Exactly. I the, I had a professor years ago who always talked about the creation narrative in terms of it's a liturgical narrative, right? Right. Because liturgy brings us into communion. The the intention of God from the very beginning was relationship. And that becomes disrupted throughout the old Testament. We hear through the prophets of come back to me, right? God is always making that initiative. He's always inviting us back into relationship. And of course that fullness of that is through Christ and And the fullness of that encounter comes to us through Christ. And so, and so it, by, by a very personal encounter with Jesus himself. And that's, this is this isn't play acting. This isn't this isn't uh, uh, this isn't a a, a symbolic um, uh, ritual. It is it is liturgy is in and of itself an an encounter. It's a crossroad in liturgy. Right. Heaven and earth unite in liturgy. Right. The divine and the created order intersect. In, mm-hmm. in lit- liturgy is that space between Adam's finger and God's finger. <laughs> yeah, in... that, that's a beautiful image. Uh, I always say liturgy brings us like one foot into heaven. Right. Right. Because Lit- we're, yes. we're kind of in this liminal reality. It's not. It's the already and the not yet. Yep, exactly. And and Pope Francis acknowledges that in the very beginning of, of the letter. Mm-hmm. And as we said, he begins he begins with God's initiative. And he says that every mass Every time we participate in Mass, we're not there because we're fulfilling an obligation. We're not there because we are guilted into it. We're, we're not there because uh, we want to be entertained. We're there because we are responding to God's initiative. I have longed with the deepest desire to eat mm-hmm. this meal with you. That's why, mm-hmm. that's what draws us to the liturgy. Uh, and yes, he's talking specifically about the Eucharist, but remember, he also mentions in a couple of places and the sacraments. It's the sac- mm-hmm. the sacramental order right. of, of our right. church. It's the sacramental right. nature of our liturgy. Through, right. through, through God's own creation, he encounters us through bread, through wine, specifically at the mass, through laying on of hands and oil at confirmation, right. through uh, uh, the human touch uh, and uh, uh, in uh, reconciliation, right? It's it, through water, and we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit in today's show, uh, through water and, bap- uh, and baptism. It's God always encounters us the most profoundly in his own creation. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that, that's paragraph six that you're touching upon about the invitation and that desire and that the the desire comes before even we go to mass and that we're not always aware of, of it. Right. But right. we're drawn to it. And he says, for our part, the possible response is, as always, that surrender to his love, that letting ourselves be drawn by him. Mm -hmm. um, so every time we receive the body and blood of Christ, we were already desired by God in the last to supper. be in that communion. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, he, and, he, and he, he really, he locates the last supper as that moment of uh, the deepest desire to, to be with us. And so yeah. and every time we participate, specifically, that's that last line. Every time we participate in communion, we are already desired by him in the last mm -hmm. supper. I think he's yeah. really drawing that theology from the gospel of John, right? Oh because goodness, the last yeah. supper in John, the Johannine theology is, you know, that the last supper enters into um, the book of glory. So it's always through that resurrection lens. Right. I think that's really deeply evident here. Right. Right. And then, and then uh, Pope Francis, he makes this great move in, in the whole first part of the letter. He says, okay, fine. If, Jesus desires to be with us, if Jesus desires to encounter us, if Jesus desires to uh, meet us and be with us, he says the place, the most unique place where Jesus encounters us is in the liturgy. And uh, we're going to have to take a break here. Danielle, let's pick it up there when we come back. The idea of the liturgy as the locus, the place, most unique place where we encounter the divine. Stay with us. We're talking about the Pope's apostolic letter, Desiderio, and we'll be right back after these messages. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, 
there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed, what, what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach, apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger. To our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways. To our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. And to those who are watching the stream on YouTube and Facebook, um, I am Todd Williamson. And I'm Danielle Noe. And we're talking about Desiderio Desideravi, the uh, apostolic letter of Pope Francis on the liturgical formation of God. Uh, if you're just joining us, we we introduced this last month on our show, and we decided at that time that we were going to dedicate the next number of months to breaking open in greater detail uh, this apostolic letter. Uh, and Danielle, before that break, we were talking about how Pope Francis just reminds us of Jesus' deepest desire to be with us, to encounter us. And then he goes on to say that for us as Catholics, we know we encounter Christ, we encounter the divine, we, we encounter God in, in innumerable ways, right? Mm -hmm. um, gosh, throughout our lives, through nature and uh, through uh, relationships, through the birth of a child, through crises. Mm -hmm. through, there are so many ways that we encounter uh, the divine. Um, but, Pope Francis says, the unique, quote unquote, meaning in some ways, you know, the most powerful, the most supreme mm -hmm. way that Christ encounters us, that Jesus meets us, that Jesus walks with us, is in the celebration of the liturgy. That is the place for the encounter with Christ. Uh, and the whole Faith. next couple of paragraphs of Desiderio uh, touch on, on the, uh, the powerful beauty of the liturgy and the power of the liturgy to do this. Right. He talks about the, the beautiful, the, the, the powerful beauty of the liturgy, if it will, because the liturgy itself guarantees for us the possibility of that encounter with Christ. Right. And that that 
it's not the complete fullness in terms of when you think of salvation, right? Because it's the already and the not yet. But thinking about the presence of Christ in the liturgy, most especially, of course, in the Eucharist, um, the sacrament of his body and blood, soul, and divinity. But he's also present to us in three other ways, in the Word. Four other when ways, actually. Four other ways. Christ, the fourfold presence of Christ right. in, the, in the liturgy is what Right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Finish. Okay. So, so the, the, uh, most especially in the Eucharist itself, but also in the word that when the scriptures are read in, in church, um, God, him, uh, God is present, but it, when the gospel is proclaimed, Christ himself speaks in, in the minister. So when it, uh, an infant is baptized, right? It is Christ himself who is baptized. And then also in the assembly for where two or three are gathered, and I was, Christ is present. And what I meant by that other comment was th- there's actually five. It's not just the full. We always forget the sacraments. That's the fifth element that the, sure. con- that the Constitution men- sure. mentions. The other sacraments as well. Sure. Yeah. And, and it, it, exactly, exactly the way that you just said, when the church baptizes, it is Christ who baptizes. When the church, when the church uh, reconciles, it is Christ who reconciles. When the church marries two people, it is Christ who marries two right. people. That's right. the power of the encounter with Christ in, in, in the liturgy. Um, and of course, our first encounter with Christ in, in that liturgical uh, sense is in baptism, right? He does That's this wonderful point. Yes. He does and this he wonderful says, pointing us to baptism. Right. Exactly. It's what it, you said on the break, Todd, that baptism is what allows us to participate fully in the liturgy. It is what flows from our baptism. It's a responsibility that flows from the baptism as, as priest, prophet, and king. It is our priestly responsibility to pray, to offer ourselves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it is, the church talks about it in numerous documents where it says, um, our rights and our duty by virtue Mm -hmm. of, by virtue of our baptism. Once, once we are baptized, we are baptized into the church, the body of Christ that gathers for the celebration of any liturgy, primarily on Sunday, on the Lord's Day, the body of Christ gathers yeah. and enters into that Last Supper. And, you know, our, our the, the, the various aspects of the liturgy are attuned to our status as being baptized. That's why we dismiss those who are seeking baptism from right before the creed so after the homily through the end of the mass so all of those aspects of the liturgy are part of that baptismal responsibility that we stand there as a community and say i believe that we pray for the world the church the local um community the oppressed and the prayer of the faithful that we participate in the sacrament of the eucharist those all flow from our baptismal responsibility exactly exactly and and primarily this is a whole different show but primarily because in our baptism we are made in image of christ god Mm -hmm. we are recreated by the power of the holy spirit to be an image of Christ and to do what Christ did. And what did Christ ultimately do? He offered himself completely right. in faith and right. in uh, trust to the Father. Right. And that's what the liturgy calls us to do each and every time. That's that's the in, responsibility. In paragraph 12, he emphasizes that, of course, that our first encounter with a Paschal mystery 
is our baptism. But he emphasizes that it's it's not a, I like this, this is not a mental adhesion to his thought or an agreement of a code of conduct imposed by God. So it's not just this cerebral experience, it's this whole body transformation that occurs in baptism. He continues that we are plunged into his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension. It's not magic. He emphasizes magic is the opposite of logic because magic pretends to have a power over God, but it is given to us in the virtue of the presence and action of the spirit, the possibility of dying and rising in Christ. There's a lot there. Oh my gosh. So that's a very complicated paragraph. But, but that's our are, Christian we life. Di- isn't we it? die and rise with Christ. We are in communion with that. We are united with the sacrifice. We are united in the resurrection. And we called, participate in that. And called to make. And how do we participate, though? This is the kind of thing I think Francis is saying. We don't go deep enough and we don't have a deep mm-hmm. enough understanding because what is that participation? People say, well, I participate. I sing. I, I give the responses. Right. I take part in communion. I participate. No. What it means that the, that participation on its deepest level is, did you offer yourself completely on the altar in the Eucharistic prayer the way that Christ did? Because that's what your baptism calls you to. Yes. And sacrifice in the Latin or the Latin word sacrificere means to make holy. So we have we allowed the holy to come into ourselves to transform ourselves as holy. Right. Have we allowed him to change us? Right. So when we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice of praise. So there is we've said this before. There is no difference between our acts of faith in the liturgy and our acts of faith in the world that our life by its very nature, is to give God thanks and praise. To empty ourselves, and to do that in the mm-hmm. fullest way, which is to completely offer ourselves. And and here's the right. thing. You can't tell me, and I'm speaking to, to myself as well. I'm speaking to myself. You can't tell me that a person who completely offers themselves, pours themselves out onto the altar, along with the bread and the wine, in image of Christ, you can't tell me that one can do that and not be changed by it. Right. In, right. in doing that, we encounter the one in whose image we've been baptized. And so Francis does this whole, he, he takes us all the way back. He says to baptism, that's our first encounter, but that's what allows us to do this on a weekly basis, Sunday to Sunday, Lord's Day to Lord's Day, to gather as a member of the body of Christ and to offer ourselves in imitation of him. And then he's got that beautiful reflection on water uh, in, uh, in, in in the liturgical use of water. He, he does his beautiful reflection on the prayer of blessing of water. Mm-hmm. He does. It's very beautiful. It's very metaphorical. It's, it, he's, he said... I'll just read it because I think I, I, I think it would lose something by paraphrasing it. How moving the way in which this comes about, the prayer for the blessing of baptismal water reveals to us that God created water precisely with baptism in mind. This means that when God created water, he was thinking of the baptism of each one of us And this same thought accompanied him all throughout his acting in the history of salvation, every time that with precise intention, he used water for his saving work. And then you think of all the times in Scripture where water brings about the presence and the action of God, an encounter with God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. From Noah on through... um, 
he continues that it is as if having created water in the first place, he had wanted to perfect it by making it eventually to be the water of baptism. This this whole paragraph goes back to uh, I have earnestly desired. Yes. Right. It's all about invitation. From the very from, moment of creation, mm-hmm. I have desired you. Right. Exactly. He And that that's how I always talk about God's original intent for humanity for for the world right is about relationship it's about encounter god wants to be one with us and that's that is the essence of his intent here and what pope francis is trying to to teach us about the intention of god with water that the water always has that salvific intent and I think you, you sent a you sent a uh, for the the uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook stream you sent huh? you sent over a, uh, a, a part of the baptismal the prayer over the water for baptism. Right. This is either an adult uh, or for an infant. The, this is the same right. prayer, but you look at it and, and all of it does what Francis just said. The the prayer itself highlights and calls recalls for us calls to mind memorial calls before us right. all that God has done through um, through water that second stanza of the blessing of water is Go ahead deeply connected yeah. with what Pope Francis says oh God whose spirit in the first moments of the world's creation hovered over the waters so that the very substance of water would even then take to itself the power to sanctify the power to make and then holy. he continues with that salvation history and, and, and all of those uh, occurrences of, of water and salvation. Oh God, who by the outpouring of the flood foreshadowed regeneration so that from the mystery of one and the same element of water would come an end to vice and a beginning of virtue. Oh God, who caused the children of Abraham to pass dry shod through the Red Sea so that the chosen people set free from slavery to Pharaoh would prefigure the people of the baptized. And then he continues with um, John's baptism. And then Christ's command himself to go forth and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that is what brings us into, as he says in that very last sentence of the paragraph that we're talking about, and it is into this water that we have been immersed so that through its power, we can be inserted into the body of Christ and with him rise to immortal life. And it's that body of Christ that gathers to celebrate the Eucharist, the supreme encounter with Jesus. We'll pick it up there when we come back. Stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy after these messages. an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. 
We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Hello, my name is Father Sergio Rivas and I am the coordinator of the Consejo Hispano of the Archdiocese of Chicago. I am pleased to announce the celebration of our 21st annual Noche de Gala, an event that celebrates the very best of the Hispanic ministry in the Archdiocese. The gala will be held on Friday, September 30th, 2022. During our celebration, we will take a moment to recognize and honor Bishop John Manns for his many years of service to the Latino Catholic community. I encourage you to visit our website at consejo.archchicago.org for more information. We hope to see you there. Please save the date. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy for the second half of our show. If you're just joining us, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Danielle Noe from Liturgy Training Publications. And we are talking about Desiderio Desideravi, the recent apostolic letter of Pope Francis. Uh, Danielle, before that last break, um, just the, gosh, the, the, the overwhelming importance and the overwhelming power of our baptism, what our baptism, what God does to us in our baptism. You know, we, we've been spending a, a, the last several years at, at LTP, we've been talking a lot about our baptism and how and, and we, our editorial focus for resources has been rooted in baptism of late, specifically because, you know, Baptism isn't just some empty ritual act that we do, right? It has to mean something. Otherwise, the water has no meaning. Right. It, it becomes empty. And it, it's it's just it's not just this empty pouring of water that we make these promises on behalf of the child that we are baptizing, or if you're an adult making that decision for yourself, that you you're making this conscious decision that if we believe in Christ, we are allowing him to transform us and change us into disciples. And what is di what does discipleship mean, right? To, to go forth. And that's why I always say that liturgy changes the world, because if we are co 
completely imbued with the spirit of the liturgy as the constitution calls us to be, then we are Christ-like in the world. We are made his daughters and sons of God in baptism, brothers and sisters in Christ. And if truly we are that, then we are going to be like Christ in whatever we do. That's what baptism changes us for. Francis uses this great term, uh, this great image. He says that in baptism, we become sons in the son. Yes. We, we become yes. sons or daughters in the yes. son, right? Yes. It, it, that, that's how, because we, because we are an image, we are baptized in image of the beloved son. And, yes. and, and so, and so we, we, we are sons or daughters in the son, which I think is, 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 this is, this is the gift that we have received, he says. And that's, that is the, that there's, there's the definition of the church. The church as the body of Christ are sons and daughters in the son. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and baptism it's, is what makes the church. We're not and, a club. <laughs> no, you know, I want to touch upon something briefly that you mentioned before the, in the last segment, um, you talked about participation and how we really don't understand, you know, the call to participate. And we often focus so much on those externals that yes, I sing, yes, I go to communion and, and so forth. But baptism, of course, makes the church and baptism calls us to this greater responsibility, both in worship and in the world. The Constitution talks about internal and external participation. participation. Yep. And I think a lot of times we focus on those obvious externals, that how we're doing this, right? Do, do we kneel? Do we stand? But if we're going to be completely imbued with the spirit of the liturgy, there's this internal level, and that's a change in heart. Yes. Right? And a that's what transformation. baptism leads us to. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really, I think that's the end purpose or goal of what Francis is writing about, that in that last paragraph that I had quoted about magic and that it's not just a cerebral action, we can logically understand the signs and symbols, we can logically articulate liturgy, but if we don't allow our heart to be formed by it, then what good is it? Right. We're right. not we're not going to be like Christ we, in the world. We, we say we say, have said it on this show, Danielle, numerous times. Ideally, we should not be the same after having participated in the Eucharist as yeah. we, than we were before that celebration, yeah. because if if it if we believe what we say we believe, each and every yeah. celebration, each and every liturgy is an encounter, a unique encounter with. Christ with Jesus, uh, who longs to be with us, uh, and 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 in our as we've been saying here in our baptism, that's what allows us to enter into those celebration. Uh, because yeah. as 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 Pope Francis says in his letter, he says the subject acting in any liturgy, any liturgy, right? The subject acting in the liturgy is always and only Christ Church. The mystical body right. of Christ. He uses. I've never seen that term. So, so we're going from baptism, baptism as an incorporation into Christ, baptism as an incorporation into His body, the Church, and and so Pope Francis spends a couple paragraphs talking about the Church. Uh, and he, I've never heard that phrase before. Uh, that that term for the Church, the Christ Church. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, no, I haven't either. I, I think it's there's a beautiful something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. The Christ Church. You could you could the Christ community. The the you yep. know it, it, it is it is the the body of Christ gathered right. in, in in time, gathered yeah. in space, here yep. in this church, around this altar, around this ambo, Christ, that's the presence of Christ. That's there's the real presence of Christ in right. his body. The body, it's that that body reflects presence. How do how do you how do you know that I'm present to you? You see my body. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part of the theology of Christ's presence to really reflect on in a sense. That's the one that's I think the most difficult for people to grasp right it's obvious if you ask about christ's presence in in the liturgy obviously the sacrament of the eucharist is is the 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 primary response it's not hard to see christ in the word obviously in the priest but every one of us gathered right rich or poor in the very gathering in the very gathering of those people Rich and poor, yeah. male and female, employed uh-huh. and unemployed, Republican yeah. and Democrat, uh, right. all, all, that each and every member, each and every person is a unique member of that body. Uh, yeah. right? he, he says it in this way, which, which I, you and I, 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 I re, kind of reference to you in, in, in the break there, where he says that, again, through baptism, uh, we have become bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Yes. I have, yes. you have. Yes. So what does that say about the relationship between you and me? If, yeah. I, if, I, if, I, if I recognize that I have become flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone in baptism, that holds the same for you. So what kind of relationship does that put you and I into, you and me into? It goes back to the, the two greatest commandments, right? To love God and love neighbor. Because right. by loving neighbor, we love God. Dorothy Day once said, and this is a very, very hard teaching to follow, but Dorothy Day once said that you can only love God as much as the person you like the least. Right. The, the person you love to hate. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And, 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 and that, that's, that is the measure by which we know we have become a son in the sun or a daughter yeah. in, in the sun. Yeah. And, and so. Yeah, that, that. Sons and the Son and the Christ Church, they're all in the same uh, paragraph it, it, that, you know, without being incorporated by baptism, right, there's no possibility of living the fullness of the worship of God. And then he, that's when he continues to say the only possibility of being able to participate in his offering, in Christ's offering, or uniting ourselves to Christ's offering is to be that sons and the son, the daughters and the son, yes. to accept that gift it's all gift yep yep and all are invited as we said last <laughs> month right everybody the whole world is invited and that supper will not be complete francis says until the whole world is gathered around yes. that all that table that altar yes. right and, yes. and 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 this this is the theological understanding of the liturgy that pope francis is trying to bring us to because yes. that 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 and i agree with him i don't think yeah. we've made it there yet we've been trying for the last 50 years yeah, after, which is what the council called us to, but we haven't gotten there yet. We still don't know what full, active, and conscious participation really means. No. I don't think. But, 
as, to, to be honest with you, though, it makes sense. We're only almost 60 right. years past the council, right? right? It's new. I, I mean, know, we have 2,000 years. How long, how many centuries was the was the liturgy in Latin and people disconnected from that? So when it makes sense that our focus after the council was on the externals because you need to teach people the words. You need to teach people the gestures. You need to give them some way so they know what to do. We, we're, it's early. I know. I know. I know. I know. The, 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 I think the council, the council might have thought that uh, you know all they need to do is hear the prayers in their own language and they'll get it. They'll, sure. But, but sure. it's, it's but much it, more than that. It's right. much more than that. Pope, exactly. Pope Francis says at this point in the letter, he says, "I want the beauty of the Christian celebration." That's there's there's a term he uses for the liturgy. I want the beauty of the Christian celebration and its necessary consequences for the life of the church not to be spoiled by a superficial or foreshortened understanding of the liturgy yes. and maybe maybe we can after this break we can pick it up there danielle that idea sure. of of the christian celebration and its necessary consequences i think i think you'll sure. have a lot to say about that <laughs> <laughs> stay with us we're talking about pope francis's letter uh, desiderio desideravi when we come back from these messages Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass.
At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. Welcome back to this final segment of this month's Focus on the Liturgy. We continue to unpack Pope Francis's apostolic letter, Desiderio Desideravi, uh, on the liturgical formation of the people of God. Uh, I'm with Danielle Noe. We are um, just, Danielle, we're not even halfway through the, 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 the letter yet. I mean, that's why it's going to take a couple of shows to get through this. But we, we're talking, we were just before that last segment talking about the, 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 the theological sense of the liturgy that Pope Francis wants every Catholic to come to, either to rediscover or to come to for the very first time. The liturgy is not just an obligation I fulfill. The liturgy is not just something that I, 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 I make motions and go through the motions. Uh, it, it's not just a ritual. It's not just a celebration. It is a very real and unique, most powerful encounter with Jesus himself. The things that I will say when I'm teaching about the liturgy is that I wish the Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy had continued the idea of full conscious and active participation, that the the full conscious and active participation in the liturgy leads to full conscious and active participation in the world right. because the liturgy saves the world. So the liturgy calls us out to be instruments of peace, love, justice, and mercy. Well, I, I think, um, I, think those, yeah, I think those are the necessary consequences that Pope Francis was talking about in that line I quoted. Exactly. This, that's paragraph 16 of Desiderio. He says, I want, listen to this again, I want the beauty of the Christian celebration and its necessary consequences for the life of the church not to be spoiled by a superficial understanding, right? So, right. And, and, and I asked you in the, in the break, well, what are those necessary consequences of the, the Eucharist? What are the necessary consequences of me offering myself completely to the Father in imitation of Christ in whose image I've been baptized? What are the necessary consequences of that in my life, would you say? Well, he, he says it specifically <laughs> that it's about mercy unity and a bond of charity that we're called to go forth to glorify the Lord by our life. What does it mean to glorify the Lord by our life? Yeah, How by does our live. life, our actions 
glorify God? How do they point to God? How do they point others to Christ? Right, right, right. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, how, in doing that, how can you not go and announce right. the gospel of the Lord as the other dismissal uh, dialogue, the line from the dismissal says? It, A similar um, teaching from that that uh, Pope Francis uh, has said is in, in Sing to the Lord, and I use this quote all the time. I can't remember the paragraph number, but it says the natural consequence yes. of the liturgy is charity, justice, and evangelization. Yes, that the the end result, the natural uh-huh. result of having participated in the Eucharist, it are charity, justice, unity. Love, yes. Right, forgiveness, yes. forgiveness. Yes. Um, uh, reaching out, uh, letting go of grudges, uh, yes. seeing beyond, seeing beyond the super, superficial. Uh, yeah. all, all of that. I will often ask people to use one word to describe God. What is their experience of God? And overwhelmingly, people will say love. Right. So then I, I tie that in. Okay, then if we're called, if we're created in the image and likeness of God and we're called to be like Jesus in the world, then those adjectives that you've used to describe God should be how you describe yourself right. in the world. Right, right. and uh, how you, in in life, right? How you live, yeah. how, how you live your life. And, yeah. and, and what's hard for us, I think, is, I think a lot of people would nod their heads to that. Oh, yeah, of course. Sure. I, but... Then you sit there and you go, okay, well, what does that mean? How, what, what is entailed in how I live my life? It means yeah. how you think yeah. about yourself and your place in the world, how you, yeah. how you think about your relationships in your life with family, with friends, with the church, with the government, with the world, yeah. how, how you act. What, what is your character like? Um, yeah. what, 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 what is your, um, what, 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 what are your temperaments like? Um, yeah. how do you make decisions? How do you, Francis, how do you treat like, others? Uh, cautions against that duality that we're, that in a way that we should not become partmentalizing our experiences that, okay, here's me being a Christian over here going <laughs> to mass, mass, right? mass. And then here's me doing all, you know, all these other things. We should always be living our lives through the lens of our Catholic experience. You can't take the Catholic out of the person. Right. So however, we're interpreting um, how we vote, how we interact with a coworker how we shop always be Christ-like <laughs> yeah how we interact how with what? our how we shop uh-huh. yeah how we yeah. how we yeah. interact how we interact with our our neighbors yeah. how, how we interact with strangers yeah right how we interact yeah. with uh the 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 person who who we pass and you know has a uh so yeah. a soda cup in front of us uh, asking for change. Danielle, we've got yeah. uh, just four minutes left. There, were, there was some product that you wanted to touch base on in yeah. regard to so LTP. We started so we're talking out, about you know, liturgy. Kind of talking baptism. in general s- s- strokes about, you know, what is liturgy? What does it mean? And the, the first link that I sent the producers is the liturgy, the source and summit of the Christian life. So this was written by... Um, Karina Laughlin, um, and it goes through really the the Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy is the foundation for this book, and it goes through um, in a pastoral level. So it's for the person in the pew of what liturgy means 
um, how it's an experience or an encounter with Christ's Paschal mystery and ending with the call to service. So it gives a really good foundation for breaking open the meaning of the liturgy. This parishes might want to give this out um, when they're leading adult faith formation sessions on the beauty and the power of the liturgy. So this is a good resource for that. So if you're looking for resources that are, you know, in tune with Pope Francis's document, that's a really great foundational resource. Um, the next one is called Glorify the Lord by Your Life. So this is all about the fruits of our liturgical experience, right? What we were just talking about. Yes. Necessary consequences that, <laughs> that were led to be live a life of mercy, unity, and charity. Um, but this is about specifically the the connection between Catholic social teaching and the liturgy. So how we are respecting the dignity of others, how we are called to participate in the world, how we're called to care for creation and to be in solidarity with one another. And it, it lays the uh, groundwork or the foundation for what is this Catholic social teaching about? What does it mean? And how does the liturgy, how do the prayers of the liturgy or the actions of the liturgy convey this teaching? Um, there's a, there's an every, earlier P, uh, uh, earlier um, product uh, came out a couple years ago from Mass to Mission, which oh, I think yes, is really yes. good for parishes as well. And and then, uh, yes. Danielle, um, there is a page that LTP has. Remember, LTP is an agency of the Archdiocese uh, whose mission is liturgical formation. Um, the um, There's a page uh, for a number of resources around Desiderio Desiderabi yes. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You've got it right up on the screen. If you go on that flash, if you go backwards, um, there uh, it is. that yep. one, exactly. That lists a lot of the resources that LTP publishes that are really in connection um, with Pope Francis's document. So these books are, are great for um, preparing the liturgy, for understanding the liturgy as a parish professional, but also for entering your into faithful. the liturgy. Yes, just the yes. average Catholic to enter into the profundity of, of the liturgy. We'd encourage exactly. our, encourage our listeners because Danielle, and we're going to talk more about this in the next coming months for uh, in, in this last minute of this show remind our listeners that for the next number of months we're going to be taking and talking about different uh, aspects of Pope Francis's letter Desiderio yeah. but uh, one of the things that I, I I'm interested in, in to see Danielle is how are parishes around the country going to heed uh, the Pope's call to liturgical formation of the people yes. of God. Yes. I'm curious with that as well. I know. I uh, know. Especially our, with yes. the Eucharistic revival and all of this. But even there, what a great, what a great crossover to um, connect the Eucharistic revival to this call of the Pope right. for a, a serious and dynamic formation on the liturgy. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And, and in a sense, it, this, that's what this show has always done. And that's what this show will continue to do when we gather next month. So yes. until then, Danielle, thank God you. Bless. It's good to be with everyone. We'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. 
and please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.